This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 85. Welcome to the podcast. Today I have another special guest. I'm so excited. It's my daughter, Bridget Capel, and we are going to do some more personality stuff because that's what we like, right, Bridge? Yep. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be back. So today what we're planning to talk about is the big five personality model. Um, and we're going to kind of walk you through it a little bit, and then Bridget's going to test me to see where I fall on the scale because I haven't mm-hmm. done it yet. So yeah. It's that also, is our known plan. As, Go ahead. also known as the ocean model uh, right. for the, for the traits. So there's openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and eroticism. Right. And I've also heard it referred to as canoe, which is just a different order of letters. Right? Oh, I never heard that. Yeah. yeah. That's another one. I think canoe. Yeah. Canoe. But it's, it's the same letters, so you right. can, however, it's easy for you to remember. So that's what we're going to talk about today on the podcast. So I'm really excited. I love personality profiling, and I love learning about ourselves in order to become better humans and better leaders, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I, I like this test um, because it's not uh, placing you in a personality type per se, but it's really testing you on a scale of all of these things and um, where you fall in each of these areas kind of determines how you're going to view the world and how you're going to operate within it. And a lot of people consider this like the scientific way to do this personality stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of academics use this, especially psychologists to um, analyze, I guess, their clients and people in the world and how they operate. So a lot of this is just learning more about yourself and how you see the world. And then if you want to improve in any of these five areas, you know where you need to work. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion, I think you can, like the test can show up differently. I've, I've taken it in the past before and I've shown up a little, it's not extreme, but slightly different in some areas based on like where I was in life and um, how I was showing up. And I feel like I've grown in some areas and the scale has shifted a little bit. So I think you can definitely use this as a tool to see where you want to work. And, um, you know, I guess see it change over time kind of. Yeah. If you want it to. Right. If If, if you want to be more open or you want to be, if you want one of these traits to be better. Right. You can work on that area. Yeah. That being said, there's no like better or worse, you know, it, right. like how you show up. Like if you're low in conscientiousness, you're just low in conscientiousness and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to be me. Maybe <laughs> it just sounds like that, but we'll see when I take the test. Right. Yeah. It's not yeah. a scale. It's not a positive or negative. Scale. Right. It's no just, judgment. Yeah. All the personality things, there's no judgment. Right. We just enjoy them because I think that they teach us a lot about ourselves and send us on this personal growth journey, which I think is, is a good thing to strive for, is always personal yeah. growth. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So where do you want to start? Do you want to describe it a little bit? Do you want to go through each personality, um, each area and talk about yeah, it? Yeah, I thought maybe we'd go through each trait first, just to give a little introduction of what each type, what each trait means. Okay. Um, and then we'll go through and have you take the test and kind of go through your results and talk about it. And if you want to play along at home, um, the test we're taking is at truity.com, T-R-U-I-T-U, sorry, (laughs) T-R-U-I-T-Y. It's morning and I'm on my second cup of coffee, so we're getting there. (laughs) We'll get there. Um, We'll get there. Yeah. Personality uh, test, big five personality test. Um, It's also a great place to take your Myers-Briggs if you don't know that yet. But it has all the anyway, personality tests on that site, yeah, doesn't it? it does. Yeah. It's so a good you're resource. If you this and you want to learn more about it, or you've listened to Bridget and I in the past on the podcast talking about personality tests, you can find them all there. Yep. Right? Uh, so if you want to play along, that's where it is. Cool. Uh, okay. So let's start uh, with openness. Um, openness describes a person's tendency to think in abstract, complex ways. High scores tend to be creative, adventurous, and intellectual. They enjoy playing with ideas and discovering novel experiences. 
Low scores tend to be practical, conventional, and focused on the concrete. They tend to avoid the unknown and follow traditional ways. So already I'm noticing a correlation uh, with Myers-Briggs that maybe if you're uh, a sensing type or you're higher in, in introverted sensing, you might be lower in openness. And if you're more intuitive, you might be a little higher in openness. Just that based makes on sense. what I'm reading. Yeah, for sure. That might not be a rule, but it uh, might be a correlation. Um, openness is strongly related to a person's interest in art and culture. People who are high in openness tend to enjoy the arts and seek out unusual complex forms of self-expression. People who are low in openness often use or often are suspicious of the arts and prefer to focus on more practical pursuits. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to go over conscientiousness? Sure. Um, conscientiousness describes a person's level of goal orientation and persistence. Um, people that are high in conscientiousness are organized and determined and are able to forego immediate gratification for the sake of long-term achievement. Um, those who are low in conscientiousness are impulsive and easily sidetracked. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Is there more to that? Uh, I guess that it also says conscientiousness focuses on the dilemma we all face. Do I do what feels good now or do I delay that um, for what will pay off in the future? Uh, some people are more likely to choose fun in the moment, thus are low in conscientiousness and others are more likely to work uh, doggedly toward their goals and are higher in that trait. It also says, which I think is interesting, is um, conscientious people have a tendency to have an advantage um, with income, which oh, that's interesting. is really interesting. Yeah, it says it's, it's highly correlated with income and success at work. Mm -hmm. It says they tend to be hardworking and organized and have advantages in the workplace if you're high in conscientiousness. Hmm. So that is interesting. Kind of cool. If you want to make okay. money, I guess. Yeah. Right. You can work on that area. <laughs> I guess it would also depend on what, what field you're into. I guess in a traditional workplace, that makes the most sense. Yeah. Right. I'm just, I'm thinking as a, as an artist in that world, <clears throat> how that applies, but but yeah, right. I assume that would that would uh, play a role there too. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so what's the next one? So next is extroversion. Um, and we've talked about this quite a bit. We actually have two podcasts on extroversion and introversion. Yes, we do. Um, extroversion describes a person's inclination to seek stimulation from the outside world, especially in the form of attention from other people. Extroverts uh, will engage actively with others to earn friendship, admiration, power, status, excitement, and romance. Introverts, on the other hand, uh, are more likely to conserve their energy and will not work as hard to earn these social rewards. So it just doesn't matter as much. And this definition are. of extroversion is very much like the one that we see in Myers-Briggs, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That it's not just stimulation from other people necessarily, but... Um, but yeah, being out in the world, finding that stimulation can also contribute to extroversion. Yeah. And it also says yeah. that the extroverts are the ones that want to um, kind of pursue the thrills in life, achievements. Mm -hmm. they, want, they want to um, actively pursue things that are social. Right. Yeah. Getting a promotion, finding new romance, winning an award, um, bring extrovert or high extroversion people, great joy. Um, introverts might not experience as much of a high from those social achievements. They're not as interested in that. Yeah, they're more as the extroverts with, are with, with themselves. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, they're more content with simplicity and quiet lives and they don't seek as much attention from others. So that might be, I don't know, for, in my opinion, might be a little bit different than Myers-Briggs because I don't think necessarily all the introverts are not uh, interested in um, achieving goals. And yeah, I think that's, that is quite different. It mm -hmm. seems to me. Yeah. yeah. Especially when I think of introverts in the veterinary 
profession because there's so many of them. It's a very veterinary medicine is really high in introverts from the Myers-Briggs standpoint. And those people are highly goal oriented achievers. Right. So you might notice. Yeah, I agree. And I think maybe if you take this test, it, um, if you are an introvert and you score higher in extroversion, I don't have a, you know, existential crisis because it might just mean that. <laughs> doesn't mean you're, that you're messed up. It just means that in this, this test, you're more of an extrovert or you're higher in extroversion. Right. Because right. it's a little so, different, the way of yeah. looking at it. Yeah. I yeah, think that's yeah. a little confusing because they're named the same. Yeah, exactly. And even in Myers-Briggs, I've seen some tests where they they don't necessarily score you like you're 100% an introvert. They'll give you a scale um, of where you fall and you just kind of lean more. You might be, you know, 49% extrovert or introvert and um, you kind of ride that line. Yeah. So yeah, be interesting to compare those. It's definitely fluid in all all of these things. Yeah. They're not, they're not trying to put us in a box. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the um, next thing is agreeableness. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so agreeableness is um, describing the person's tendency to put others' needs ahead of their own and cooperate rather than compete. Um, the people that are high in the agreeableness um, are empathy um, driven and mm-hmm. they tend to get pleasure out of serving and taking care of other people. They're very trusting and forgiving. Um, and the people that are lower in agreeableness um, are less empathetic. They're more concerned with themselves and putting their own interests in front of others. And they can be described as competitive, hostile even, and um, sometimes ant- antagonistic. And they mm-hmm. are more, um, more into conflict, it says. Yeah, not, not afraid of conflict for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that might be dangerous for me, right? Because I always say I like conflict. <laughs> <laughs> they can fall out with people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's actually a really interesting um, Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell on his podcast and in his book, Outliers, which is a fantastic book. If you have, oh, read yeah, it. you always really tell good. Me. Yeah. Yeah, he has a whole podcast on the trait of agreeableness and they run a test on, I think it's like, is it better in a dangerous situation to stay and try to fight like um, someone breaking into your house and trying to kill you? Or is it better to run to save the other people in your house? And he actually goes through this whole scenario and says, if you're low in agreeableness, you're more likely to run, but it actually has a higher chance of saving yourself and the people in the bad situation. Oh, than if so you were it's to kind stay. of contrary. Yeah. Yeah. So he, it, it's a very interesting podcast if you want to look it up because he kind of goes into why disagreeableness is actually might be a more advantageous trait and might lead you to take more risks and um, uh, put you in a better, I don't know, more safety and more status. Yeah, more it's successful spot. Yeah. Easier yeah. To, to create success for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then yeah, people so that are, are high in this agreeableness are the ones that want to get along and be helpful. Right, right. Yeah, they're more, yeah, they're more likely to stay <laughs> and, and help and <laughs> uh, in that situation. Yeah. And what else about them? Um. Yeah, more likely to put other people's needs ahead of theirs, um, like we said. So uh, I think people that are high in agreeableness, I don't know, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but might want to be aware of, you know, you need to take care of yourself as well. Right, Um, because they have have the want and the need to make others happy, but then... um, Right, like the people-pleasing tendency. Right, and then they're kind of Mm -hmm. destroying themselves, you know. Right. And that's not to say to that you're high. At, yeah. I also think if you're high in agreeableness, you're going to make friends quickly. And there's also all kinds of advantages. Upsides to it. Right. Right. You just have to be aware. It's all about awareness. Right. And that's why right. you take the test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Okay. And then lastly, we have neuroticism. Um, and neuroticism describes a person's tendency to experience negative emotions, including fear, sadness, anxiety, guilt, and shame. While everyone experiences these emotions from time to time, some people are more prone to them than others. So this trait uh, is like an alarm system. Um, and 
people that experience negative emotions uh, find that like there's it's a sign that something is wrong in the world. So if you're higher in this trait, that alarm might just be a little louder. Um, so you might be more yeah, on, on alert. Um, if you're high in neuroticism, you might possibly have a more pessimistic outlook on the world. You mm -hmm. think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, right. And or you, or you feel like you've done something wrong more often than other people. Um, you, you feel that guilt more, uh, take personal responsibility have, for things that happen that may right. not necessarily be on you. Yeah. So if yeah. you're high in neuroticism, um, you're more likely to react to a situation with fear, anger, sadness, and emotions like that. And uh, low neuroticism scorers are more likely to kind of brush it off brush off the misfortune and move forward. So if you're high in neuroticism, you might be one of those people that feels stress and burnout sooner than somebody that's working next to you. That's um, right. low in neuroticism who might kind of be able to let it flow a little bit better. Yeah. And you'll not, feel it more intense to the stress that we sometimes yeah, exactly. feel in work or, or just in general life. They're, they're right. better at handling stress if they're low in neuroticism. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So right. it, it almost sounds like being high in neuroticism is a bad thing, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that's true. You might, you might be just more aware of negativity. You know, you might, you might be able to pick up on things faster and on some level, you think? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, or just being aware if you're high in neuroticism that you may be uh, more stressed out and that you might want to examine that. Well, yeah, and it's also like a sensitivity thing, whereas some people might not be as sensitive to <clears throat> feeling anxious or stressed or sad. You have that. You, it's just more present in you. The emotions are heightened. <clears throat> Which could be yeah, a good thing when you're dealing with other people. You might be a little bit more empathetic to that. For sure. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Okay. All right. Uh, so those cool. are the big five. Um, and then do we want to go ahead and have you take the test now? Sure. Um, are you going to read it to me and I'll t pick the answer so people can hear what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I figured we'd just sense. go through it. Yeah. Okay. And if you want to take it at home, uh, you can do that too. All right. Let me make sure I can see it here. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Lay it on me. So question one, I have a kind word for everyone. And this is a uh, scale test. So it's inaccurate, neutral, accurate. And there's five boxes that you can check. Oh, I have a kind word for everyone. Mm, I'm going to say that I'm, I would say I'm closer to accurate. Do you want me to actually click on these boxes? Yeah. Going yeah through uh -huh. it or are you doing it? No, you should do it so you can see your results. Okay. I'm going to say I'm just above neutral, maybe closer to accurate. I'm okay. not, I'm not mean, but I'm not as nice as I probably should be. <laughs> um, all right. You read uh, the questions okay. and I'll answer. I am always prepared. Ooh, I'm going to say that's pretty inaccurate. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I feel comfortable around people. Uh, that I would consider that accurate. I'm pretty comfortable around people. Okay. Highly accurate. Yes. I'm going to pick highly accurate. Uh, I often feel blue. Mm, I'm going to say that's highly inaccurate. I'm not, okay. I'm not depressed very for, often. For I am always prepared. Did you say highly inaccurate as well? Um, yes, I did. I'm just going to check these with you. Okay. Okay. Um, I believe in the importance of art. Yes. Highly accurate. Okay. I feel I am better than other people. Hmm. I'm going to say inaccurate, but I'll say the second one up. Like moderately. Yes. Okay. I avoid taking on a lot of responsibility. I think that's probably inaccurate. Let's say moderately inaccurate. I make friends easily. Um, I would say that's pretty accurate. Maybe I, yeah. I'll pick moderately. I'm going to say moderately okay. accurate. Okay. There are many things that I do not like about myself. Mm, moderately inaccurate. I'm, I'm not interested. very neutral, am I? 
I haven't picked any. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it's better. I always try to stray from the neutral one side or the other. Sense. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you don't have to, if you truly feel neutral, but all right. Um, I am interested in the meaning of things. I would say that's moderately accurate. I treat everyone with kindness and sympathy. I'd say that's pretty accurate. I'm going to say highly accurate. I get chores done right away. Mm. I would say <laughs> moderately inaccurate. <laughs> I did the same thing. I I'm a like, little nope. bit of a procrastinator sometimes, <laughs> especially if it's stuff I, chores oh, is the chores. word. Chores yep. is the key word, right? <laughs> Things that are uncomfortable. Yep. Uh, I'm skilled in handling social situations. Mm, I'll say I'm pretty accurate. Moderately, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll pick that. Okay. I am often troubled by negative thoughts. Mm. Hey, that's pretty inaccurate. Okay. I am sometimes, but not often. Okay. I enjoy going to art museums. Um, yes, I do. So I'll, let's say moderate. Okay. I accept people the way they are. Yes, that's pretty accurate because I like all kinds of people. Highly? Yes, I'm going to pick highly. It's important to me that people are on time. Hmm, yes, but moderately because I'm pretty accepting if they're late. I am the life of the party. Hmm, not really. Um, I'm going to say in somewhat inaccurate okay my moods change easily mm, no um highly <laughs> highly inaccurate inaccurate okay it's <laughs> <That's> very definitive <laughs> um, <Yeah>. um, no <laughs> i have yeah. a vivid imagination um no i don't well let's say neutral okay that's a weird one to pick neutral on. Neutral. <laughs> My imagination is like neut- neutral, right? <laughs> like now, now, mind you, this is what I think about myself. It doesn't necessarily mean this is what I am, right? Right. This right. Is what I yeah. Think about I mean, you're myself. trying to be as honest with yourself as possible, but right. But yeah. Right. I take care of other people before taking care of myself. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Highly accurate. I make plans and stick to them. Um, I'm going to say moderately inaccurate because I can change on a dime and I'm fine with that. Oh, what's that like? <laughs> I like to make plans, but it doesn't bother me if they change. Oh, or you're so, the opposite. I know. I right? like to make plans, but I need advance warning if they're going to change because otherwise, right. I otherwise freak it blows out. you up. <laughs> yep. See, it doesn't blow me up at all. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So that's where I we like differ a, for I like sure. a little structure in my life. Well, everybody knows if they've listened to us before that we are definitely different. You and oh, I. yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I don't like to draw attention to myself. Mm, that's kind of inaccurate. I don't mind if people pay attention to me, but I'm not, I'll say moderately inaccurate. That's funny because I said moderate, moderately accurate for that one. Okay. So you wouldn't think that, but then again. I'm a performer. Right. But so I think, yeah, I, I like my attention. Right. Exactly. Um, I often feel anxious about what could go wrong. Mm, I think that's moderately inaccurate. I do, I do worry though. Sometimes I don't often. Hmm. Okay. I'll we say be neutral. Yeah. Let's be neutral. Cause I do have a tendency to worry but Mm -hmm. it doesn't consume me. I enjoy hearing new ideas. Oh, absolutely. That's (laughs) super accurate. Mm -hmm. I I love new stuff. I start arguments (laughs) just for the fun of it. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say that's kind of accurate because I Uh do enjoy myself some conflict. Right. But I enjoy it. I enjoy the resolution of it more than the actual conflict, I think. So, right. So I would say that's moderately accurate. Mm -hmm. 
I always make good use of my time. Mm, no, that's inaccurate. I do not I, always. Highly. Well, I think the word always hangs me up because to me, that means I'm constantly working and I I definitely have a tendency to distract myself and waste time if I'm not focused. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say highly inaccurate that one. Okay. Yeah. That word bothers me too. The absolutes. The always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know how anyone always makes good use of their time. That's yeah. impressive. Well, maybe there's somebody that, that that's <laughs> I mean, the, what they strive for, you know, yeah, good maybe for that's their thing. And if you're very detailed and you're very um, ambitious, maybe you do think you always make good use of your time or try right. to. For sure. Okay. Or if you consider the fun things you do, making good use of your time. Well, maybe. yeah. That's, that's awesome. A, yeah, Bridge. That's it. Yeah. That might change yeah. my answer. <laughs> Because yeah, to me, to have just that, spending like, time with people is good use of my time. Yeah, to have that forgiveness of yourself, to be yes. like, this is good use of my time because I'm yeah. enjoying myself. Oh, gosh. Well, what do you think? Wow. <laughs> Sorry. When, you think, when I think you. about it that way, I would go less inaccurate. I would go to the moderately inaccurate. Okay. If Let's I thought about it that way. Okay. Because I feel like the first one was was uh, really judging yourself, maybe. Maybe that's why that yes, triggered me to that. Yes, that was very judgy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was putting myself down. Uh, I okay. have a lot to say. Ugh, yes, I do. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's I'm gonna not say a bad that. thing either. <laughs> I know, but sometimes it is. All right, I'm gonna say that's highly accurate because okay. I do. I do like to tell people what I think. Mm-hmm. I often worry that I'm not good enough. Mm, often, I'm gonna say somewhat accurate. Because I do okay. have I do have that tendency to be judgy of myself, okay. so that would be somewhat accurate. I am not interested in abstract ideas. Oh, that's highly inaccurate. Because I am interested in mm-hmm. everybody's ideas. I criticize other people. Yeah, unfortunately, I think I have that kind of personality. Sometimes I like to. I'm very open to uh, other people, mm-hmm. but I might. Critical. So I'm going to say moderately accurate. Okay. Yeah. I had to be honest with myself about that too. Yeah. I'm I don't kinda, want to. I don't want to either, but I am kind of judgy sometimes. Yeah. In my brain. It's hard when you're a one and that's like the center of your personality type. <laughs> like <laughs> it's hard to overcome as a one. More critical. One. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you're it. critical of yourself and others. Right? Yeah, because yeah, ones are very idealistic. So we want everything to be as perfect as possible. Right. Um, yeah, I watched my husband take this and he checked highly accurate and I laughed. Because <laughs> <laughs> you knew uh, it was true. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the confidence with which he clicked it. <laughs> like he yes, could care criti- less that he's critical. Yeah, it's like, of course I criticize other people. Right. And we're um, just, we're all worried about it, that it means I know, I'm like, ooh, I feel us. bad. Yeah. Right. And he doesn't, he could <laughs> <So> care less. <laughs> yeah. Low in agreeableness, that one. For in a good sure. way. Yeah, in a good way. I find it difficult to get to work. Mm. Um, maybe somewhat accurate. I'll say somewhat. I stay in the background. No. Highly inaccurate. I think so, because I have a tendency when I'm in a group of people, if there's no leader, I just step in and become the leader. So that's yeah. not that's not a background person. No. I seldom feel blue. That's highly accurate. I, I do seldom feel blue. I do not like art. That's highly inaccurate. <laughs> Those are easy. I stop. <laughs> I stop what I'm doing to help other people. Oh gosh, yes. That's highly accurate. Always. I change my plans frequently. Yeah, I do. <laughs> highly accurate. <laughs> That's why I have trouble getting uh, things done sometimes. Because I'm on the fly. So funny. I don't talk a lot. That's oh, highly inaccurate. <laughs> I, I feel comfortable with myself. Yeah, for the most part, I do. So I would pick either highly accurate or moderately so. I'll pick moderate. 
because there are days yeah. when I, yeah, you don't think that's true. You think I'm super no, I'm, comfortable I don't. with myself. I think I judge myself a little bit. Yeah. Know? So I think like, it's, that's I think a it's, personal question. Right. I think it's moderately accurate. Okay. I feel comfortable. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to make you question yourself. <laughs> I, like sometimes from the outside, you'd be like, well, I think people see me this way, but truly inside, I don't feel that. So absolutely. You, yeah. When you're taking this, you kind of have to weigh those two things. Well, people would, um, people would probably think I'm really comfortable, but I'm not always. Right. You know. Right. I avoid philosophical discussions. Um, I would say that's inaccurate because I do like them. Okay. So highly inaccurate, maybe. Okay. Okay. Next page. Um, one more page. Okay, these are just one word things, so maybe we can zip through them. Okay. Uh, original. Um, I would say somewhat inaccurate. Systematic. Very inaccurate. Shy. Inaccurate. Soft-hearted. Mm, I'm pretty soft-hearted. I'll say accurate. Highly or moderately? Uh, let's say moderate. Okay. Because I can when, sometimes be a hard ass. My husband read that. <laughs> soft hearted and he went. <laughs> he went, he went soft no. hearted. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. Tense. Um, I would say inaccurate. I'm not very tense. Inquisitive. Yes. Moderately accurate. Forgetful. Oh, yes. <laughs> Highly. Uh, okay. Uh, reserved. reserved. No. I would say, I'm going to say moderately inaccurate because there are times when I don't step up. Agreeable. Agreeable. Highly. Nervous. Nervous. No. Highly. Not very. Yeah. I don't feel like yeah. I'm nervous a lot. No. Creative. Creative. I would say moderately because I feel like I lack creativity sometimes. Self-disciplined. Um, mm, I would say moderately accurate. Outgoing? E moderately. Charitable? Yes. I think that's a strength of mine. I would say highly, yeah. Yeah. Moody. Mm, I would say that's pretty inaccurate. Maybe moderately, because it okay. depends on what the mood is. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah, reading, reading the woman, I'm like, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all moody. You can't deny that, right, as a woman? <laughs> but we're not know. stereotyping. I don't mean, yeah, I don't mean to speak for all women. Right. I'm moody. Yeah. I think uh, imaginative. Um, I would say moderately accurate. Okay. Organized. Organized. Mm, moderately inaccurate. At least my judgy side wants to say I'm disorganized with, as I sit here with my calendar next to me. <laughs> right? You've, you've grown, right? Yes. Take, yeah, I have worked on that. Learning. Yeah. Um, talkative. Yes. Moderately. Yeah, that's up to you. Um, moderately. Okay. Humble. humble. <laughs> I'm going to say that's pretty inaccurate. I don't think I'm very humble. Highly. Mm, gosh. Yeah, I hate to admit that, but I don't feel super humble all the time. Okay. Pessimistic? No, I am not a pessimist for sure. Okay. All right. Is that it? Results. That's it. Okay. Oh. Uh, and then we have to put in your age. So 29. Yep. 29. <laughs> 30 at the, at the highest. <laughs> 35. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. I'm putting all I those answers that out in. Quickly. All right. Okay. Got it. All right. So according to this, it says I'm 79% um, openness, 29% conscientiousness, 81% extroversion, right? Wow, yeah, that's high. Um, 73% agreeableness and 17% neurotic. 
Do you think that's accurate for me? Yeah. Would you have guessed? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's very accurate. I don't think you ever, like, you rarely get bogged down in negative emotions. I mean, sometimes you worry, but the, the low little, neuroticism makes sense. I'm a little bit of a worrier, but I'm more focused on getting myself out of it when I'm there. Right. You know? So I guess 17% makes sense. Right. And and I'm pretty agreeable and I'm definitely extroverted. We all know that. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. And open. I'm very open to ideas, I think. So yeah, this all makes sense. Conscientiousness. What do you think about the low conscientiousness? Well, to me, conscientiousness means being on top of everything all the time and being very disciplined. And I really don't think I am. And it mostly revolves around my extroversion and my agreeableness. Because if somebody wants to change plans with me, I'm mm-hmm. super open to it and I'm super agreeable. So it throws off the um, conscientiousness, right? Yeah. Makes sense. Because if somebody says, do you want to go out to breakfast and I have a blog to write, I will put off the blog to go out to breakfast and then I'll right. be up, up till midnight writing the blog. Yeah. Doing, and that's part doing of conscientiousness, what's fun first. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Fun in the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I absolutely agree with that. It doesn't mean that I can't focus and I can't get things done because I do, but Mm -hmm. it it is not my priority that the conscientiousness part, if that's how you are defining it. Right. Right. It's the self-discipline and the self-control. Yeah. So that's awesome. That totally makes sense to me. Right. Um, Yeah. So scroll down, excuse me. Um, scroll down and look at your core pattern. Um, okay. So I was looking at that for myself. So is that where it says your traits in depth? Um, I think it's a little farther down than that because you have to, you have to buy the full oh, patterns. I see your mm-hmm. personality patterns. Yep. Okay. So it says I'm an empathetic idealist. And a practical caretaker. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have some analytical thinker. That's more balanced. So it's really interesting. Mine is almost the same as that, but my, it's like my empathetic idealist analytical thinker is a lot, is a little puffier. (laughs) So what we're looking at is like, it looks like a pie chart. Um, There's like an axis and then there's little slices for empathetic idealist um to the upper left then analytical thinker to the upper right the lower left is practical caretaker and the lower right is logical mechanic and then so, these slices are kind of bigger or smaller depending on your your test mm-hmm. so my largest area is the empathetic idealist and it was yours as well yeah it was you only and mine that- almost looks exactly the same except my practical caretaker slice is a lot smaller Okay. Which makes sense. So I'm way more leaning into the empathetic idealist and analytical thinker, which immediately makes me go INFJ. Correct. Introverted intuition and uh, yeah, extroverted feeling. It it all kind of lines up. Because their definition of the empathetic idealist is uses insight and creativity to help others. Thinks about how the world could be better and more beautiful place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the practical caretaker says helps other people in practical everyday ways uses established institutions to maintain stability and security right and the analytical thinker solves logical problems with rational complex analysis thinks about innovative ways to improve systems right so my analytical thinker like higher is a lot is is bigger yeah yeah and i can see that because i don't i don't think i'm an analytical thinker really yeah but the practical caretaker thing for sure yeah. And then the logical mechanic, which I'm really, really low, says- Oh, I'm even lower than yours. <laughs> really? I'm surprised yeah. about that because I always think of you as being more detailed, but I guess because the logical mechanic says ensures accuracy and efficiency in logical systems, uses proven methods to accomplish real world goals. Yeah. I think oh. it's because I'm more abstract- And then below that, it shows these patterns. And so my pattern is labeled the emotional pattern. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Does mine Um, match that? 
So I think you have to unlock that to see where you line up. Oh, see, I see that. Okay. You have to, you'd have to, you know, if you want yeah. to pay for the full uh, test right. report, you can do that. Yeah. But that just gives you an idea of kind of how you show up. Right. So, uh, so can I go over my percentages with Please you? Please do. I don't think yeah. I told you yet. Yeah. Compare them to so, mine. So my openness is at 98%. No way, Bridget. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. So what does that mean then that you just always are open to everyone? Openness describes a person's tendency to think in abstract, complex ways, creative, adventurous, intellectual, playing with ideas, discovering novel experiences. Uh, That is really something. But it all makes sense. Does that go along with your one as an Enneagram? Is that similar? Um, Or can I I not make that correlation between Enneagram and this? I, I honestly think that with the big five, that this is these are areas I've grown in because I don't think every, I think your typical idea of an Enneagram one is like, they're practical, they're methodical, they're organized and logical, and they like do the right thing all the time. But I don't think I'm that kind of Enneagram one. One, no, I don't yeah. think you are either. Well, this makes total sense because you're very creative and adventurous and intellectual. Those, all three of those words describe you. Right. And I'm open mm-hmm. to all different types of people. And sure. yeah, I'm interested in the way that they in think. Everything. And everything. Yeah. And doing and having new experiences and trying different things. I, um, yeah, that doesn't ever scare me away. I'm very, yeah, I feel like that's super accurate. Well, and that, those are the people that are open to the arts and you're an artist. So that totally makes sense. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I love, I love weird art yeah, <laughs> things that people strange. might see and be like, I don't get the point to that. I'd be like, whoa, that's <laughs> like, so that crazy. is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Okay. That's, that, yeah. is that your highest one then, right? Yeah. 98% openness. Um, I'm a 71% in conscientiousness. Which okay. makes sense. I'm I'm big in delayed gratification for sure. Yeah, and self discipline and all of that, which I which obviously am not. Yeah, which sometimes I feel like holds me back because I'm like, I can sometimes be the person that's like, well, guys, we can't have fun right now because like, look at all the stuff we have to get done, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when like sometimes I would just be like, yeah, let's go do that. That would be that would be really fun. I don't have right. enough to get these things done. Yeah, yeah. but you're goal oriented, um, which is good. Right. So, right. You'll... but I'm not too high in conscientiousness. Right. Yeah. Not that okay. that's a bad thing either. No, it's all good. Maybe I'd make more money. Like you said <laughs> earlier. That's why mine's at 29%. <laughs> that's why I'm a veterinarian, right? No. Ugh. Yeah. No, we um, like making money too. For sure. All right. So uh, what, do, what are you extroversion? I'm 54% in extroversion, which yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. Yes. And that's something I think I've grown in, especially like, uh, I feel like that's changed over time. I I think when I've taken this test in the past, it's been quite a bit lower. um, And I've had to work on like being open to being out in the world. Um, So it doesn't necessarily mean I'm an extrovert because I'm not. (laughs) But but, you're embracing those tendencies. Yeah. What was yours? Yours was really high. 81. Mine was 81. Yeah. Yeah. That was my highest. highest. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it basically says that um, we seek stimulation from the outside world, which is basically how it's described in Myers-Briggs as well. Right. 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 Yeah. But you would get your energy more from that. Absolutely. Yeah. Friendship, power, status, excitement, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. For me, I, I definitely like when, when they're describing it, when they say introverts don't care as much about those social rewards. I feel that like, especially in my, my industry where you're supposed to be like, I need attention and I need like all these accolades and validation. I don't feel that as much. So I have to like, I have to motivate myself to want to seek those things. Right. I don't, I don't naturally always need that. Right. But maybe yours comes from the, the tendency of your openness in your admiration of the arts. For sure. More yeah. than your extroversion. Right? Yeah. I'd be interested to hear from an expert, like how these traits affect each other or if they do, you know. Because... Well, maybe we can do that on another podcast. Yeah, we get somebody on here that really knows this and they can talk to us, mm-hmm. knows it better than so, we do. Yeah. I'm 67% agreeableness. I'm a little lower than 67, you. 67. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense because of the fact that 
you're more inwardly focused. Right. Right. I'm still pretty agreeable. Sure. Um, I've had to, I've had to work on that though. I think, I don't know if I've always been the most agreeable person, but I, <laughs> I have a people pleasing tendency for sure. Right. So. Yeah. Which is part of that. I'll have a hard time telling people like, no, I need this for, I need to put myself first. Right. Um, yeah. You, you're not, you're not that way with people that I really care about with people that I don't know as well. I'm not going to be as agreeable as agreeable. Right. Which, yeah. Which makes that sense. Me. Yeah. And then I am 46% neuroticism. So you're quite a bit higher than me. I was only 17. Yeah. yeah. When I took this in the past, I was higher than 46%. even higher. Really? <laughs> so you're, you're growing. Yeah. I worked on yeah. it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I try not to let myself spiral. Well, all the anxiety things, and yeah, anxiety, guilt, shame, fear, sadness. Those are all things that people high in neuroticism feel, right? Yeah, more intensely than more intensely. So if you do score high in neuroticism, you can work on that if you right. want to get away from some of that. I mean, obviously we know that if you if you have a lot of guilt and shame, that is all that all revolves around your thoughts of yourself. Right. Well, I and feel so like that's you can where retrain coaching. your brain. Yeah. The coaching yep. really helps. That's where with coaching that. has come in Absolutely. To, help, to help me personally deal For with sure. a lot of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not hold on to those emotions or, and also you know, feel get, them. Yeah. Go feel ahead. them without, without fighting them mm -hmm. is a big thing. Yeah. So you don't spiral down into it and always thinking there's something wrong with the world, you know, you can change right. that. Yeah. Cool. Well, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Can yeah. you read the, your traits in action for yourself before we move on? Um, uh, if you scroll down a little farther to just to give us traits like a, in action. Okay. Some, sum up. Do you want me to read the whole thing? I mean, you can it just says go now, it. now you'll, you look at your personality traits, how they express themselves in all areas of your life. And so mine says your inner life, your personality governs the most fundamental things about you, including how you think, what you value and what motivates you. This section explores how your traits drive your internal life. So this says, how does my mind work? You have a highly creative and imaginative way of thinking, and you often see connections that others do not. You are uninterested in the dull facts of a situation, which is so true, preferring mm -hmm. instead to interpret its meaning and implications. You have unusual ideas and sometimes perceive that things, things that other people are not aware of. You are easily absorbed by fantasy and enjoy envisioning alternative realities as well as possibilities for the future. You tend to spend a lot of time thinking about the needs and experiences of others, which is so true. As a highly empathetic person, you feel others' emotions almost as strongly as your own. And well, as such, yeah, right? Yeah. And as such, the experiences of others occupy an important place in your mind. That's probably why I like to coach. Right? Yeah, definitely. Your thoughts often revolve around how you might be more helpful to others or how you can better understand what they're going through. Oh, man, that's so true. Oh, my, yeah, that's so true. Um, I think that's super accurate. That's, it's really interesting. My yeah. first paragraph is the same as yours. Highly oh, is it? Exactly the same? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then the next one is you are preoccupied with goal setting and achievement, and most of your thoughts revolve around planning and completing tasks. You are a structured, orderly thinker and rarely waste time on unproductive daydreaming. Yeah, and yeah. see, that that's why when we do these podcasts, you're the one that kind of drives the details. <laughs> And I'm just like, hey, what Even are we going to talk about today? Oh and I'm just it's like, whatever. It's not my favorite thing either. I know. It, it it's not my favorite crazy. thing to organize and be in the details. I get kind of, I can get bogged down with that, but I can do it if I have to. Yeah. And it's important to you. Which is how I lead. You know, I, I'm happy to let, let someone else lead until they're doing a terrible job. And then I'm like, okay, <laughs> I will take over now. Now I'm going to take um, over and tell you exactly what should be done and how to do it. <laughs> But I'm not, yeah, I'm not keen on necessarily being the first person to do that. Yeah. Well, and it says I value um, kindness and compassion above all else. It says you feel it's critical um, to care for others and work to make the world a better place, which is what this podcast is all about. That's why I do it. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. I'm trying to make veterinarians and people that work in this injury industry's life's better. That's why I do my blog. It's why I do the podcast. It's why I coach. 
and right. why, how I ran my hospital. So yeah, it's very cool. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Mine says you value justice and mercy in equal measure, believing that people should be forgiven when it is reasonable to do so. Yeah. And doesn't the world need that right now? Right. Absolutely. That's right. a very Enneagram one way to view the world. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. What's right and wrong. Yes. Justice seeking. You have yeah. rules. Following rules the rules, not, not, yep. not varying from the way it should be done. Right. Yeah. I guess cool. so. All right. Doing the right thing. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So yeah. is there anything else we want to say about this big five personality test? I think it's super yeah. interesting. I really think it's a good way to look at yourself and then work on the things that you think you need to work on. Right. right. Or just find out something about yourself and say, oh yeah, I am that way. And I love that about myself. <laughs> exactly. Which is, yeah. should be in all things. Like we should always embrace the way we are now, but also work on the things that we feel like we would like to work on to yeah, become exactly. better. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope this was interesting to listen to and hear, you know, what, came up for us and how how that's different and if you were following along uh i hope that you will share that with us yes you know, send, send an, an email, email put a uh comment on instagram or facebook or um yeah reach out and if there's something that you want to work on uh dr julie capel the veterinary life coach wants to help you coach yeah absolutely things. go to my website juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com and you can contact me for coaching. If you want to send us your personality score and let us know a little bit about you, you can email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com and I'll share it with Bridget. If you have any yeah. questions for Bridget, you can go to her website probably, right, Bridget? Or do you want to email yeah, you? you? Wanna, if you want to email me, uh, bridget.capel at gmail.com is my email. Um, let me know your Enneagram. Let me know your Myers-Briggs. Let me know your big five. Um, and if you don't know, I love typing people. So I would be happy yes, to help that you. Is her thing. She loves that. So mm -hmm. if you are struggling to try to figure out some of these personality profiling things, definitely contact Bridget because she loves it. Yeah. Love and then it. leave me a five-star review if you like this podcast and you like having Bridget. Give us a five-star review and we will do more of this because we love this stuff. Yeah, right, Bridget? Awesome. And I hope it's super helpful. Yeah, because I, so I think it is. It helps me a lot. So, mm -hmm. all right. Anything else we want to say before we leave? Just thanks, thanks for listening. listening. Yeah. All right. Everybody have a great day, a beautiful week, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye, Bridge. Bye. Bye.